Are you ready to reach the mountaintop of your life? Do you want to turn your dreams into your reality? If that sounds like you, then welcome to the Mountaintop Motivation Podcast. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountaintop Motivation Podcast. I am thrilled about this interview today with Erica Ormsby. What's really cool about Erica is she talks about running a successful business as what she describes as an extreme introvert. I know a lot of people see a lot of successful entrepreneurs and they think they have to be like these people or those people. But Erica is such a great example of being someone who says, look, I, I can leverage my strengths and I can succeed. I don't have to be this extreme extrovert to be successful at business. And she has been able to do it and is an incredible example. Now, this is an interview that is a part of the first 100K series. This is a series I'm sharing here on the podcast, but also these interviews are going into a book that will be coming soon. And I'm sharing this with you now so that you can, one, get a lot out of it. This is There's so much good that will come from you listening to this interview, but also so you can get excited for the book that will be coming out soon. So in this interview, we talk about leveraging her strengths and how she's able to do that. We talked about what she learned from her first $100,000 a year. We talked about what it was like starting a business as a single mom. And we also talked about what it was like starting a business right after the 2008 economic crash. There's a lot more good things in this interview. I can't wait for you to listen to it. Uh, so let's jump right into my interview with the one and only Erica Ormsby. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of my first 100K. I'm so excited about this interview series because we are talking to amazing entrepreneurs about their first $100,000 year. And today we are talking with Erica Ormsby. And Erica, can, you, can we get started with you just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, first, thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this with you. And just, I mean, you have shed so much light into my world and I'm so grateful for you. So I want to say that first. Well, thank <laughs> but, you so much. You're welcome. Um, so I am, I call myself a, a knowledge industry expert. Um, and at this point, it's, if we put it in short, I help entrepreneurs b- build their book, their brand and their courses so that it can set them apart on online. Um, it, it gives them a strategic avenue into the now fast approaching billion dollar industry of the knowledge industry. So yeah. That's in short, that's what I do. I'm also an author, an entrepreneur. I do all kinds of stuff. I don't know. At this point, I'm like, I don't even know what I do anymore. <laughs> Too many things. <laughs> How did you get into this world? Um, well, out of necessity, uh, I've, been a, I've been an entrepreneur. Let's see. I started officially started in, in 2008, back in 2008. And Originally, I'd started in a brick and mortar physical business, went really well. And I think we'll touch on that because that's where I made my first 100,000. But as I moved forward, um, I just saw how important it was to be able to, you know, get your message out to the world in a strategic, amazing way. And then how painful that was for me, because I am, believe it or not, I'm a full-blown introvert. I am terrified to put myself out there and be out there. And that does not work in business. (laughs) So as I went forward, um, I just, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, how do, how do I do this effectively? How do I do this? And I'm very, I'm like all those personality tests. It's like your number one quality is strategy. So it was like, how do I do this with the least amount of pain and go the furthest, the fastest. And I'm always hardwired to want to show other people how to do what I do. Cause that's generally what ends up coming back to me. So there we go. So there I landed. I landed in publishing and (laughs) this whole world of helping other people build their businesses. Yeah. So you you mentioned being an introvert and kind of having challenges getting in front of people. How were you able to overcome that? I mean, that's a big deal. I hear that from a lot of people. I want to do that. And sometimes I wonder, sometimes people have this huge fear to speak to people in public, but yet they just still have this draw to do it. They want to do it. How did you overcome that? Well, Jake, if we're being very transparent, that's what I want always, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't fully overcome it. And I think that's, if I had to say, how do you overcome it? 
you embrace. Uh, for me, it's been, everybody's different, but for me, it was embracing. I am shy. I do get scared when I'm with a lot of people. So I found that personally for me, digging into my why, I will show up. Mm -hmm. If I'm not 100% connected, I had to find that out about myself that um, I'm not a performer. Like I won't, you won't find me like making the funny joke, like in front of, you know, it's unless it's very random and organic, it's like, I can't force anything. So my way forward was grounding into why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I talking about what I'm talking about? And I love when something is useful and helpful to others that that will get me out of bed. That will, I'm willing to scare myself half to death to be helpful. And so if I'm really grounded in that, then I can show up. And it's like me and you, we're talking and we're doing something really great together. And I can show up for this. Mm -hmm. If it becomes about me needing to look a certain way or sound a certain way or be something that I'm not, I fall apart. I, I'm shaking. I can't get past it. I'm stuck on me. So I have to basically get my eyes off of me, <laughs> dig into my why and move from that place or I'm dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, and I've been dead in the water before I've, I have stood up in front of people and had pretty much nothing come out. So <laughs> I know the difference. <laughs> that, that's so cool for you to share, share that, especially being transparent about it and say, I haven't overcome it. And I, I love that idea of if you, if you want it, if it matters to you, you can figure it out. And another thought that hit me, and, and like I said, before I hit record, this is a conversation more than anything yeah. else. And for me, I, I, I realize as you're saying that all people have different strengths and weaknesses. And honestly, it sounds like you and I, our natural state is quite the opposite of each other. Now, from the time I was a little kid, put me in front of a group, put me in front, I've you know, I, I, at one point I was a professional musician. I've been in plays. I've been in, you know, all sorts. I love being in front of people, being a speaker. I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people. I love being in front of people, but you talked about strategy being your top thing. If I, if I have to convey a strategy and be able to, that, that, that's work for me, you know, that's work, right. but I can do it because it matters. And so it's like almost like the opposite side. Cause I know that I'm able to do things out of just a natural sense of, I understand people. I understand people. I'm able to communicate with people. It's not from a course. It's not from a class. It's not from any of that. That's just my natural ability. But I know in order to convey it in a positive way, in a way that actually works, I need to sit down and I need to put it into a system where people can understand it. And that part is where the why comes in for me, where I have to go, okay, this is important. I know like dig, like dig deep. Yeah. It feels like school, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> And it's, it's just interesting seeing the two different sides, but I think it's so important for people to see that there is no entrepreneur traits. You can be coming any different direction and it's about leaning into your strengths and then finding a way to be able to make up for those things that maybe aren't strengths. Just like I have weaknesses, you have weaknesses, everyone does. Totally. 100. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. 100%. I'm yeah. It's like, if there could, if we could combine somehow, like all the things under one, then we would just be one perfect being. And that would be no fun. <laughs> what fun cool. would we have? <laughs> right, there you go. You have no, you have no instantly. Yeah, yeah. If you have no challenges, there's no growth. Growth right. only comes through those challenges. So very cool. I love that. Well, let's get into the, the real purpose of this conversation and tell us about your first hundred thousand dollar year as an entrepreneur. All right. Well, I loved, I loved that you asked that, that when this first came up, I was like, wow, I, funnily, that's never come up specifically, like your first hundred thousand. And it, and it did get me thinking and it got me thinking about a few things I hadn't thought of before. Um, but so, so this first question, you want to know how, like how I, how I did it. You know, just tell us about that year. You know, what, what were okay. you doing? Like what, what was the, what was the business? Uh, yeah. What, what did you do to make that happen? In a moment, I'll ask you questions about what you could have done earlier and those kind of things we're just talking about, just kind of give us an overview of okay. what that year was. Okay. It was hell. No, <laughs> it was hell. we'll just start. We'll start there. No, right. it was hell, but <laughs> it was, it just was. Um, but I'll tell you. So in it, the shortest version is I had, it was the, it was during the 2008, uh, we just come off of the 2008 economic crisis and mm -hmm. Here's, here's the piece that I haven't shared. 
So right before I made my first hundred thousand, I had started a business straight out in the, in the middle. It was, it was actually in 2008 and I was, I was pregnant. I was four months pregnant. I literally had $300 in the bank. Um, that is the truth. And I was losing two homes. I was single. I was terrified. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I had not, and I'd never considered being an entrepreneur. Um, I just, at the time I was, I had a side gig through college and it was in fitness and that I had no intention of doing that professionally. It was just, but as I sat there, I was like, how am I going to take care of my son? And I had this crazy why come up and I pushed forward. And this is not where I made the first hundred thousand. The first, I had a business. I popped from that moment. I popped a business open in four months from that, from that moment. And I went and I worked my butt off for that first like 12, 12 months. And I brought the company into the black, like what we'd invested. And it was a miracle. And that's a different story. And then my partner, I had a partner and my partner left and I was floored and scared. And I was in even a scarier spot. So this is where the start of the first hundred thousand happened, because not only were we still in the middle of the national crisis, businesses were shutting down everywhere. Um, now I was, I felt, you know, really alone, really afraid. And I literally had a baby strapped to the front of my chest. I had a baby crying as I'm doing business. And it was the craziest thing. But I, that first year, the things that I realized, my why was so strong. And I hear people say, you know, Simon Sinek here, find your why. It's so great. Honestly, it was, it was my life force because I was able to overcome and override every and any fear, anything that came up. I might've been, I could have been terrified, but it was like, who's taking care of your child? You or like, I mean, are you going to be homeless? Like it was, it was the craziest. I had a drive that came from such a deep place. I was able to talk, connect, do what had to be done. I knew nothing about business. And in that first year, I think I did, a, I did over 140,000 in that the first year of that business. And that was with knowing nothing and just, Amazing. and just going in with all my heart. <laughs> And what were you doing? What was the business? What were you doing? That so at that point, I had the one thing I had was I had a I was real I was a personal trainer through mm -hmm. college, and my my degree is in public persuasive speaking and organizational communication. Mm -hmm. That was like you know that's and find it ironic. I was trying so hard to overcome my my shyness, and I knew that I had something to share with the world some way somehow. But that was the degree. But my side job was fitness and. So I, I opened a fitness studio and I mean, I had no idea. And, and, and not only did I open the fitness studio, it was, it was one of the most expensive in town. People thought I was literally crazy. They were like, you know, the first, the first one, it was like, you have a, you are pregnant, you know, nothing. What are you doing? Everyone's shutting down, stop. <laughs> and, you know, and then the second one, it was like, okay, you just came off of I, it not working. Like you just got burned. This is bad. You really need to stop. Mm -hmm. And I, I was so determined. And I, so I opened a fitness studio. It was a boutique studio. And it was within four years of that time that it grew to a seven figure company. Wow. And, but that, but that first year, this is what you got me thinking that first year. I was like, how did I, because there were a lot of people that had businesses and a lot of people's businesses were closing and I didn't know what I was doing but I was doing everything that was coming to mind. And I really, I isolated it. Like knowing my why has served me today as strong as it does back then. It is, it is my North. It is my North star. It's my, <clears throat> it's the thing that gets me to do everything. And anytime I lose sight of it, I can't show up and do anything that I'm, I'm doing today. Um, so that has remained consistent having a, my really strong why, but the other thing that set me apart that I didn't understand until I looked back and said, you know, what was it? And there were, it was, I had a product that I, I was very focused on results. So it was like my, I, I was heavily focused on results. I, I, out of sheer necessity, because I had a baby strapped to my chest, I had to figure out systems because mm. I, I, without even understanding how important systems were, 
I just, I was like, I can't be everywhere. I can't do all of this and I can't take on what I need to take on. So I created all these systems so that it was offloading all of this stuff. So I was able to keep growing and focusing on the results. And, um, and then the last thing is I was talking constantly. So it was marketing, but I didn't even know about marketing at that point. And, and again, I was super shy, but because of my why, I mean, everywhere I went, I was like, you know, I've got this thing that could help you blah, blah, blah. And it was, so it was the product and the marketing and the systems. And that was all driven by my why. And it, it just, it broke through every, I defied every odd and didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That, that is awesome. During that process, what, what would you say some of the biggest things that you learned in that first year? Well, I think one of the biggest things is kind of what you were saying earlier, touching on that, where, you know, Hobie said, you're, you and I are, we have these different strengths. Um, because it's like, I, I joke, I love optimism, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, and people that, that only see me at face value, they'll say, oh, you're so optimistic. You just believe in everybody and you just think everybody can do anything. And it doesn't come from a place of flippant, casual optimism. It comes from that year, that year. I mean, I lived it. I live, I know what, I know what's possible. I know that it's possible to not know anything about business, to not have any money, to have everybody in a place of authority and educated and knowing what's going on, tell you bad idea, stop what you're doing. Your dream is off. You need to, this is foolish um, to have everything at stake, including the most, you know, there's not much more that's um, nerve wracking to have at stake than your, than your child mm -hmm. and like their well being. And I had every factor going and, and I didn't know what I was doing and I had a vision and I just kept showing up for each piece. It was like, and it showed me that year that if I can do it genuinely, genuinely, anybody that wants to truly can. And that's not just, that's not to be, you know, like, I'm not trying to be um, really like, you know, Oh, how motivational and sweet of her to say, I mean, truly I, anyone can. And it showed me that. And it also uh, showed me that I can. So, I mean, that was, that was that first year. And then there was a reason that, I mean, like I said, it, it went from that to an over a seven figure company and a chain and a thing. I mean, it turned into a, a whole thing in four years from that. And I was like, it's all possible for all of us. And so I've literally spent the rest of my life telling people that, <laughs> If we have to boil it all down, it's like I find different avenues to to hand it to give tools or whatever. But that's that's my life's purpose. I'm like I want everyone to. I even have a TED talk that's that's literally like it is our moral obligation to show up and do what we love because in that it is our greatest act of service to humanity. And I I believe it with all of my heart. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, talking about that about that idea. Before we go into that, I want to go back for a moment. You're talking about how anyone can make it happen if they, if they really want to, I think that's so important for people to hear and also to understand what that means. Cause a lot of people say, well, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I want to, I go, yeah, but do you really want to, is this something you really want? A great example is um, I would really love to be a good piano player. I'm a great guitar player, but I'd love to be a good piano player. Yeah. I'm a decent I'm not even, I can play a couple songs, but I'm not, I'm not a good, I'm not, I'm not a piano. I don't even describe myself as a piano player, even though I can play a few things, but I'm not a piano player. But if I really wanted to, I would, I really wanted to be a guitar player. So I did. I really wanted to, to build my own little business as a musician. And I did. I really wanted to build my speaking business. And I did I really wanted to build my coaching business. And I did. But if I, if I wanted to, I would have done it. And that's the thing is, if you really want to do something, you can find a way. You can break through any challenges. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. If you want it bad enough, you can find a way. So we're not talking about a wish list. We have a wish list or a nice to have list. No, you can't do anything with a 
nice to have list. But if it's something that you truly want, yes, you can do it. You can. Well, <clears throat> I love what you're saying because it's it's true. There's there's no room. Um, I mean, I like on entrepreneurship dreams. It's I mean, it's a full contact sport. Oh yeah. There's there is no halfway in. There's no toe in the water. You will you will not make it. It's not going to happen. That's if I'm just true bottom line truth. It is all possible, but it is only possible if you put everything you've got behind it, because there's no way to get up that, that uh, it's mainly because of ourselves. I mean, if you look, there's a blueprint for everything, right? It's like we have, there's a online, we can get free anything really. I mean, if we want a blueprint for this, uh, how to do this, we literally, we are in the information age where, I mean, if we want to learn how to do anything, we can. Yeah. But we are our only, in my opinion, where, you know, I've, I've, I've had one person that has, that has stopped me or pushed me in my life. I've had so many great people in my life. I've had all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, there's, there is one person, there's only one that can hold me back or, or cheer me on. And it's me. And, um, I think it's in the end of the day, like if we really want it, we can, but we've got to find, you know, it's money, money, no matter how much people go, Oh, it's the money or it doesn't, it doesn't make me show up when I am so afraid to fail. You know, it's, it doesn't make me risk, take the risks that are necessary when I'm, you know, it's like, no, just stay, stay small, stay certain, stay in the certain zone, stay where, you know, what's going to happen. Even if it's, even if it sucks, at least, you know, what to expect. And we're very hardwired for it. And I feel like if you really want to do it, you absolutely can. You just have to be willing to go all in for yourself. You have to back yourself. If yeah. I, I know in that first year, that was also one of the biggest lessons I could have learned that's coming out organically is um, that if I asked, if when I looked out and if I would have went off of the look on anybody's face, <laughs> the words of, you know, what I, guys, what should I do? I literally had nobody except for my sister, my little sister, everybody thought, you know, everyone loves my family, loves me, my friends, whatever. But my little sister came in and it will still make me cry. I'm like, it chokes me up just saying it, but my little sister, she was like, I'm giving you my life savings to get this going. And it was the second, that second business. And it was, it was not very much money, but we were both really young. And she was just like, I believe in you. I just had one, but I believed in me. And I was, I was like, oh my God, I have to make this business succeed even more. I have a baby and my little sister's money, like her little bit of money. And it was the most amazing thing, but nobody else. So if, if we, if you want to do it, you cannot ask somebody else for permission to follow your dream. You can't ask somebody else to get inside of you and believe in you. It's like, if we believe in ourselves, we can show up and do it all. But in the second, we're like, I need somebody else to guarantee my success. Not enough. Get, get a normal job and there's nothing wrong with it. Get a normal nine to five and stay in it. And, and it will guarantee you will guarantee a paycheck you will guarantee you will know what to expect Monday through Friday. You will have no surprises and it will be safe. But if there is a part of you that says there's more, I want more, I'm terrified, then that is normal. And that is what everybody that did anything great had. And they went and they just went after it. Like, that's what you do every day. And I just, that's why I love you. I'm like, I'm like, go Jake, you know, <laughs> Well, you talking about that, about going all in, I, I, I couldn't agree more about this is this idea. I, I tell people often, if you want a guaranteed path to success as an entrepreneur, quit now. And if someone tells you that Amen. they have a guaranteed path, run. They're lying to like you. They're, they're, they're <laughs> lying. There's none of it. Every single path, there's going to involve trial and error. And every single path, like sometimes people are like, wait, I don't get it. Why did this happen? Like, I thought I was following the path. Like, yeah, it's, it's just good sound advice. And then you got to change it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And you got to tweak it and you got to tweak it. It takes yeah. tenacity, tenacity and it, it's not made for, 
uh, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about like the side hustle. Well, you're, you're maybe it's side time, but it can't be side focus. If it's your right. side focus, if it, it's gotta be your right. passion. And the other thing about money, yeah, making money's great, but we as human beings, as long as our basic needs are met, it needs to be driven by more. It just does. Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it, it is when, with our basic needs being met, we're comfortable, not fulfilled, but comfortable. Yeah. But most of us in, no matter how busy we are, no matter how much comfort we've got around, we can't silence that sense of, am I fulfilled? And the fulfillment I mean, it, it only seems to, it's, you know, it only seems to come out when we're serving, uh, when we're serving some level of our purpose, like where you feel like this, this is what I came here for, or this is, this is bigger than me. This is connecting me to others. This is connecting me to something worth, like worth, you know, like helpful and worthy of, of, you know, helping the world. So yeah. I mean, it's in all of us. We can, I spent years trying to silence that. I mean, believe me, especially with the shy thing. Like <laughs> I was like, Shh. I was like, no, stay quiet, <laughs> go away. But it was, you wake up in the morning going, there's more. You yeah. come home from work and you know, there's more. And the yeah. only way to silence that voice is to do it. Yeah. This morning I did an interview with an author who wrote a book uh, based on on Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero's Journey. Are you familiar oh, with Hero's Journey? Yes, love. She she wrote a book that's about the heroine's journey because she felt like uh, too many of the examples, well, not too many, just most of the examples that Joseph Campbell talked about were men. Okay. And so she created, it's called You Are a Heroine. And this is a, um, a retelling of the hero's journey is, is what it is. I love it. it it's fantastic. But we were, we were talking this morning in this interview and she was talking about this idea that, that we always will, will, will face a dragon. We have to discover what the dragon is, face it. And then the word, let's see, it wasn't conquer. It was embrace your dragon, which I found really interesting. Uh, the idea of embrace the dragon instead of conquer it. Because like what you were just talking about, about the idea of shyness, you didn't overcome it. You didn't, no. you didn't defeat it, but you no. learned how to embrace it and to play with it. And then you can go, wait a second. For me, it's, it's better. You know, for you, it's, it's better because now you can only be doing this when you are in alignment. You can't fake it. You can't, you can't do that. You have to be in alignment. Right. Someone who's a true performer, you know, I, I can tell you, like I've done hundreds, uh, well over 500 speaking engagements. And I can tell you sometimes Sometimes I wasn't there mentally and emotionally, sure. but I was able to go through the motions and perform just like I could, whether I was there or not. But how much more powerful would it have been if I had to get to that place, if I had to be present, if I had to be present in that moment? I think about this with me. You know, I was thinking about when we talked about this this morning. Yeah. I have my dragons. Everyone has their dragons. My biggest dragon that comes up every time something's not working Every time something's not working, I think about the, I, I get back into the 15 year old version of myself and I think I'm not smart enough because I have dyslexia and I struggled in school and I was told I wasn't smart because I couldn't succeed in this system. Sure. So I immediately go back into that place instead of now, okay, I've embraced that dragon where I say, Hey, you know what? So what? That's not my strength. So what? That's yeah. not my strength it has given me the ability to be creative and look outside of the box in ways that most people aren't able to do. It's also totally. made me think about things in a different way to think about things in a different way, look at things in a different way, be willing to create my own path, be willing to um, take risks. And I'll also say, I think the reason why communication is one of, I do have a natural strength at communication, but I think that the bigger part, the talent can only take you so much. You have to actually work at something. I think it's because I was a kid who still, I, I struggled at school, but I still cared. I still cared and wanted to succeed. And reading was so, I mean, I'm a lot better at it now, obviously, but still I'm not, I'm not, it's not a strength, but I wanted to do well. And so what I had to yeah. do is as a 10 year old, I had to learn how to communicate with adults so that I could understand 
what was going on. I was, I was good enough at that. So I had to be able to go up to the teacher afterwards and say, Hey, I don't understand this. Can you explain this to me? Can you explain that to me? I want to understand this. How does this work? And I was able Uh, to find that at a young age. That's only because of weakness. And it's literally all I do today is communicate. And it's because. Right. Right. It it built the thing that came to that kind of perceived as kind of destroyed you came and instead was your great has honed your greatest strength. strength. And to be, to be honest, it did destroy me for a while. I mean, there was a period of time where I was just like, "This is this is terrible." And it was it was when I was um, sure. when I was asked uh, to leave the college I was going to because my grades were so poor. When I was put on uh, academic suspension for at least a year, and I, then I went, "No, forget about this. I don't want to do this anymore." I chose to get out of here. It's kind of my mindset. Of yeah, time. but that. It's just, you know, and you talking about this idea, our strengths come from these weaknesses, our, our biggest strengths, our story, our passion, you know, the things that make us unique, the fire inside of us mm-hmm. doesn't come from everything going great. It comes yeah. from seeing the challenge and overcoming it. You being that, that mom trying to make ends meet, trying to make it work like that. That's your Rocky story. You know, <laughs> everyone loves Rocky because it's an underdog making it. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think we all, I think we all feel like an underdog in the world. And uh, you know what I mean? I I think we all resonate with, with that because we all feel like there's a challenge ahead and they're made. And every time we overcome, like you said, the strength, like our, um, you know, facing challenges and the things that, that are the hardest for us, can end up being the things that made us the strongest. And I mean, it's like, we're all living out these, these heroes journeys, you know, these Rocky stories. Um, And I think it's just, it's just part of our human experience. And I think when we look at business, you know, and for all the entrepreneurs that are in the world and we're all, you know, it's like that it's almost, there is a, there is a tribal thing that goes on there because it's like, Oh yeah. Like we all know, we I, I were like, yes, yes. Like we know, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. Good, good, good. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's some ups and downs. Yeah. But I think it's so, it's so important for us to each know, you know, that, that it really, I mean, when it's it, once we get out of our own way, you know, once, once we just, we like embrace, I love the embrace the dragon, but once we do and embrace the dragon, embrace the crazy stuff that goes on, embrace that we don't know everything, embrace that we don't need to know everything, um, embrace that we didn't believe that we could make that much money. And that's the only reason why we're not making that much money. <laughs> like, like really get into it. Like, you know, oh my gosh, there is blueprints for everything. Like this is, this is systematic. Like, why am I not doing it? And then we can just, you know, the one thing we can ask ourselves is, I don't know, why aren't you? What do you believe about? What do, what do, I mean, I had a thing where I uncovered that no matter how much money I kept making, I weirdly, I, I had been given, there was one point in my life where I was given $70,000 and it was a huge, amazing deal. My, I couldn't believe it. It was a gift. And I used it to invest in houses. And then we went through the 2008 economic crisis and I lost both houses. And for five years after that, no matter how much money came into my company, I would never deposit more than $70,000 a year for almost five years straight. And didn't even think about that. Didn't realize it. Yeah, I in my mind, like we all, we can all have these interesting things that have nothing to do with business. I mean, I I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I deserve more than seventy thousand because I feel like I lost that money. I feel like I somehow lost it, and even if in rational terms I didn't lose it, <laughs> there was a thing that happened. But deep down, I felt ashamed and I felt sad, and I didn't want. I didn't feel like I deserved it, and. So it was wild, no matter how much money the company I was making, but me, nope, I only, and so we all have these things that it's like the only reason somebody, any one of us isn't making what we want to be making, we got something going on. It's either belief or it's either strategy or belief. 
Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's usually both. Yeah, it, it's, it's usually it's, both. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to know what, what did you do internally to be able to make that shift? Cause that that's huge. I completely agree. It's all mindset. Yeah, what, right. what did you do specifically to be able to break that pattern, to be able to uh, shift that? Well, I mean, I, I, since then I've done some extensive study in, in, you know, my, the mind and what, how this, how this rodeo works, how this wild party goes uh, for myself, but, and then it's just turned out for others as well. But I, I didn't understand the power of realizing something. It just sounds too simple. Like we could have this very huge, heavy thing that's holding us back and like robbing us from, you know, in my case, it was like, geez, Erica, like one bank is like doing amazing, but not, you just kept it like, and didn't even realize it. That's what's so weird, you know, but it seems like this big complicated thing. Like I would then need to go to counseling and like unravel it all and whatever. When I realized it and, and it was through, so here's a better question is not a better question, but the question before the question is, I finally asked myself, like, why, like, what's holding me back financially? Because I knew something was off. I mean, I didn't know what I would have never thought, but I finally stopped and I sat down. I literally sat down and my friend did this thing. We tried it and she was like, I'm going to say a number. And every time I say the number, I want you to just feel your body, like just sit and then just feel your body. And I'm going to say a number and you tell me when to stop when your body feels tense. So it was like, you know, 30,000, 40,000. And she kept going up. And when she got to 70,000, my body tensed up. And I was like, stop. And we were like, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, well, I make a lot more than 70,000. And it was like, do you? Like your company makes a lot more than set, but do you like, what do you take home? What do you live with? And it was, and when I looked back, I, it was, I look back and figured this out. So it was one, just asking ourselves, like when we're feeling stuck somewhere, then it's just, you know, genuinely asking, not the flippant, like what's wrong with me? Like that kind of, that mind will instantly find something and it's probably not true and it's going to be stupid and it's going to lead us in the same path we're going a genuine question of what's going on here and being open to a real answer to come up. And then following that was the minute you realize it, the power drops off. That was the thing like where the awareness of under, I thought it like took the power out of it. And after that year, it was like, all bets were off. (laughs) I was like, we're good. You know, I don't know. I probably have another number we need to go to, but I, but right now it's like, yeah. You're talking about the awareness and it losing the power. Uh, I refer to this as the Wizard of Oz principle. It's the same thing as the mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. It's the moment they saw the man behind the curtain. It didn't. It didn't matter. D- have you seen the Wizard of Oz? Yes. Oh, yes. So he classic in the curtain, doing all the things, and the, the on the screen, I am the great and powerful Oz, and they have all this fear. Now the dog yeah. goes in, Toto goes in, pulls the curtain back, and you see it's a man pulling all these levers. And yes. then the great and powerful Oz up there says, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And, and it has no power anymore. The moment right. you, the moment you mm. call it what it is, the moment you give it a name, the moment you, you say, this is, this is all it is, it, it has no power. I love yes. that idea because sometimes it's that easy. It is. Yep. And it is. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of, I remember I, I wrote this thing in one of my books. It was like my, the best and worst news that I ever got <laughs> was that it's all, it's all on me. Like it's the best news in the world when you're like, wow, I have the power to create entire worlds with this amazing, like I, I came into this earth with this stuff. Like how, how crazy I can do anything with this. I mean, how amazing, best news. And then it's, and then at the same time, I remember being like, this is the worst news because then I looked at all these things in my life (laughs) and I was like, you know, I really liked it better when I had other, when I could blame somebody else, you know what I mean? When it felt like it wasn't all on me, but you know, like, and it's like, when you take I call it radical responsibility. Like when you're, when we're taking 
radical responsibility for our life experience. It's like, it's amazing. It can also, it's hard to face at first, at least for me, I had a lot, I had a lot of U-Hauls, a lot of baggage, a lot of stuff went down, colored, colored past. <laughs> it was like, she lived the moral, the good news is she lived. Um, yeah. Cause I'm here, but it, it was like, you know, this is kind of amazing. And it's also kind of crazy to take that kind of responsibility, but boy, we can create anything with it. Yeah. And once you take it, all the bets are off. You can do anything at that point. I mean, you That's really true. can. Um, but I think yeah. it's just scary for people to take that. A lot of people are afraid of the idea of if I'm responsible, then whew, that means I'm responsible, but there's, there's no better way to live. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I have a couple more questions. I don't want to yeah. take, take too much of your time today. Um, but I, I'd love to hear what your advice is for someone just starting out in business. Well, just, just starting out, um, I think at the very, very beginning, there's, uh, you can, you can get a checklist anywhere of what you need to do, you know, what, what your entity type is, your domain name, you're like, you know, there's, there's a million, there's a million logistical pieces that are nice and easy that you can just check off your list. But when you're first starting out, the biggest thing that I would say is, Trust your own instinct. And that the reason I say that um, and, and hone it, like you have to become the loudest roaring crowd in your cheering bleachers when you're first starting out. I mean, that, that very beginning, it's like, you know, you get your, the, the, like I was talking about the why, those are the two things like, if you understand why you're doing it and that saying where we go, you know, if your why doesn't make you cry, but it's not big enough. Um, I don't know who said that, but, I, but I've, we've heard, we've all heard it. Um, uh, you know, it's, what? it's true. I've actually never heard that. This really? Never heard oh, it. I like it. There we go, Jake. Well, I have to say, I didn't, I can't claim it, but I've, I've heard it. I've heard it quite a bit. Just maybe it's because I love it so much. It, it keeps coming to me. It's said by Erica. Yeah. <laughs> I've declared I know. I might like, get a cease and desist. I'm like, sorry. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, but I mean, truly, like if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not big enough. Um, if we're, if we really understand why, and it's, and it's usually has nothing to do with the business. Mm not the business. It was never about the business. The first rule of business, if you want to succeed is it's not about the business. Mm. <laughs> and if we can get really clear on that, then the business becomes this awesome vehicle that we can drive to get to this point that we're trying to go instead of becoming it's, it is, it is not the end game. The business is not the end game. The, yes. you know, the why is the end game. And so knowing that and becoming your loudest cheerleader, um, you will be able to persevere and everything is figure outable. Everything is um, that, I mean, literally everything there's, I don't, I, there's even today, there's, I, I, there's at least one thing every day that I don't know how to do that I'm confronting on a daily basis. And if I don't know it, somebody else does. And I don't even worry about it. I used to get so stressed out about, I would think, but I don't know X, Y, Z. And it's like, who cares? There's 30,000 people that are ready at the tap of a finger to fix that, answer that, figure that out with you, show you how, do it for you. I mean, oh, so you don't have to know everything. If you understand your why, that's the only thing you can't buy. It's the only thing you can't go to school for. It's the only thing you can't train into. Get clear on it and listen to your own voice. You are like, you are unstoppable, literally. <laughs> Who can stop you? No one. Just no, you. One, no one other than you. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, before, before I ask a couple final questions, I'd love to hear what, what's the best way for someone to find out more about you, to learn more about you? Where can they go to um, learn yeah. more about you? The easiest is probably my website, ericainspired.com. So, or, or ericaormsbyinternational.com. It goes to the same thing. So, okay, cool. Well, yeah. Like yeah. Very you cool. can, I'd be like, just Google me. It'll show up. Stuff will show up. <laughs> okay, good. Love it. Awesome. Um, I'd love to hear about a single moment in your life, in your career that, that changed your trajectory and, and 
uh, your business today? Hmm. Well, the one on that floor when I decided to go in business was really big. Hmm. You know, when I was sitting there not knowing what I was going to do and hadn't started any of it yet. That was, that was the big one. But there was a moment inside of my business that I don't think I've shared. I've shared it with, you know, people that close to me or I've showed it, I've shared it in groups, little like smaller groups. But um, so there was this moment where I had, I hit a point with my first facility and I I'd, I'd maxed it out. It was, and it, I was in this weird place where if I, if I, what it, like I couldn't take on any more clients and I could, I didn't have enough money. Like I wasn't making enough to expand, but if I didn't expand, then I was capped and stuck. And it was this weird thing of like, I need to be able to bring in more clients. And now I know back then I knew, I didn't know that was called, I needed to scale <laughs> and I needed to leverage and I needed to do these things that were going to create this like big space for me to, to grow without it killing me. Mm -hmm. But I was in a fierce learning curve. And so I, I was like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, my company is, I mean, I'm stuck. I was like stuck right there. And I didn't have what I needed to go to the next level exactly. Um, but I had strong communication skills. I had clear vision and I was, and I could communicate that very strongly. So I went and, and I got this, I, I talked to a, another landlord and it was a, like, it was like eight times bigger than what I had. And the money was like ridiculous and everything, but we talked about it. Um, but I, so I expanded, I expanded without having everything perfectly dialed in. Mm. I knew for sure it was the right move. It was beyond uncomfortable to the tune of my lights were turned off at my house. And I told myself that my, at that point, one-year-old um, would think we were camping and he did, and it was fine. And he won't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great thing about little kids, you know, that yeah, he was totally good. I just did the, I did candles. We were good, but I mean, it, it was terrifying. It was terrifying, but I knew, I knew for a fact, I was like, this needs to be done and this will take it to the next level. And it's going to be really, really hard on me for the next six months. Like, but I can close it. I can do it. It's just going to be hard and really freaking scary. And that when I made that decision to do that, that was huge. And then here was the big, big decision. I had a team at that point. I had a small team and I knew the big, I could afford the rent. I could afford the whatever. I called my team and I said, I got to make this move for us. And I, I don't have the money yet, but I know that I will. And I, and I know that I can do this, but this is where we're at. And I will, I, I like you guys, I love you. And if you can come back, like when I get this squared, like, I mean, you can keep running the small one, but I mean, I will do this on my own. It's fine. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I was like, and everybody and every single person said, we're going to work for you. And I don't recommend this for all people by any means. Every, we're all unique, but this is a neat story. They all said, um, we will work for you for free as long as it takes, because we're going to see this through. And that was the power of, of like a team and building something bigger than yourself. And it still makes me emotional. I'm like, oh, but um, I don't know that I'd ever been more humbled or overwhelmed with like, yeah. And I had a team that walked forward with me. Um, and that was the power of like creating something that you believe in with all your heart, because it it, it connects people to us. Like it, it's living and we're, and we're in it together, you know? And I think that's what businesses, I, I see businesses as they can be and should be like living, breathing entities in a lot of ways, you know, um, you know, where they show up, where it's something we can connect with, hang on to believe in, um, that will support us, you know, whatever the service or product is, it's like, they should be very human and helpful. And in that, like we're all fulfilled. So, and then you can have crazy moments where you expand without, with no net and people will show up for you that will blow your mind, you know? So. 
Wow. What yeah. a powerful story. Yeah, I had not shared that before. I'm like, who's that? But yeah, I mean, my it was amazing. It changed my life. That was the that was the moment in, in business that I went, oh, okay, this is not about me. I am I am gonna just give this so much more than I even knew that I could. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, well, this has been fantastic. I've loved every minute of it. Uh, what last pieces of advice, last last item that you'd like to share uh, to the entrepreneurs listening to this right now? If you don't quit and you get back up, you will win. It is not if, it is when. It is if, it is not if, it's when. The only people that don't make it straight up stopped. That's it. If you want to make it, if you want to, if you want to finish across the finish line, you get back up. I don't care what happened. (laughs) I don't care what happened. Get up, keep moving, and you are going to make it. That is just how this works. And it's not sexy, but it's real. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That was absolutely incredible. Erica, it has been a privilege and an honor. Everyone else, thank you so much for watching, listening, uh, and I'll see you guys in the next interview. Bye. Wonderful. Thanks, Jake. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mountaintop Motivation Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got something great out of it. And most importantly, I hope that you found something that you can apply into your life because nothing happens until you take action. If you enjoyed this episode and you're looking to take your business to the next level, then head over to 100kchecklist.com. That's the number 100, the letter K, and the word checklist.com to get the 100K checklist and the 100K training absolutely free. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is Jake Valentine with Mountaintop Motivation, and I will see you at the top.